priorities. And today I want to look at the priorities of the Savior because his priority was just that. Was seeking and spending time with the Father. Let me ask you a question, Pat. How do you maintain your momentum in life is extremely busy? How do you wear all of the hats you have to wear and all of the labels and all of the tasks that are before you? How do you how do you handle it? How do you balance, Gerald Ray? How do you balance all of the stuff you have to balance in life, work, and family, and church life, and social activities, and habits, and hobbies, and when everybody and everything is pulling at us for one thing or another, how do we keep it together? Where do we find the strength to do what we have to do? Where, where do we get the energy? Where do we get the stamina? Where do we get the power, the strength? Well, the good news is we have a God who has more strength than we do. And we've learned that we can't do anything without him. Matter of fact, in John's Gospel, chapter 5, verse, verse 19, Jesus says that the Son does nothing of himself. That is, he did not do anything independently of the Father. He did it with the Father, not away from the Father. And then Jesus' own words in John 15 and 5, Jesus said, I'm the vine. Ye are the branches, he that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. And then the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians 3 and 20, that verse that gets so many of us so happy, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. He's trying to help us to understand we can't do anything without him. And then the Apostle Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can't do it without, without him. And the good news is, Dean Glenn, we are in a partnership. John 14 and 26, Jesus says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. We are not in this thing alone. Romans 8 and 26, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be, be uttered. We don't have to do it alone. We are not left alone, and we are not in this race, this battle. We don't live this life by ourselves. Jesus says, and lo, I'll be with you always, even until the end of the world. And since there is a partnership, it would be foolish for us to try to do it alone. He has given us somebody to walk alongside us. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. 
So he says, I'm praying to the Father that he would send another. And when Jesus stepped out on that cloud and ascended to be back with the Father, a few days later, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost showed up. And now he lives within every child of God. We have a God who can do anything but fail. A God who can do more than we could ever do for ourselves. We just need to make seeking him and spending time with him a priority. Like Paul, we can say with confidence, I can do all things. So when we look here at this text, we've got to first of all feel, look at the person who prayed. Because some folk don't think prayer is really that important. But in our verse, it is Jesus Christ who is praying. If the matchless, sinless Son of God needed to pray, how much more should we fallible human beings need to pray? Why, why did Jesus really even need to pray? Because he was God in the flesh. But Jesus, Jesus did not come to live in this world as God. But he came to live as a spirit-filled man. Jesus prayed because he lived his life in total dependence on the Father. And he was trying to teach us that we are to live our lives in total dependence on the Father. Jesus prayed because he wanted totally unhindered, unrestricted fellowship with the Father. And Jesus made every effort to stay in close communion with the Father. It is no surprise that Jesus had such authority and power when his prayer life was so disciplined. He was always spending time with the Father. We've heard the little saying over the years, much prayer, much power, no prayer, no power, little prayer, little power, and it's a true thing. Jesus constantly spent time with the Father, and he did it not only in public, but he had his own personal private prayer times. Matter of fact, when you look at Mark's Gospel, chapter 9, verses 28 and 29, says, and when he was coming to the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast him out? And he said unto them, this kind cometh forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. And Jesus explained that this kind can be can, can only come by, by prayer and the disciples had not depended on God's power through the power of prayer. And prayer demonstrates complete reliance upon God. Prayer is not about getting our will done in heaven, but it's about getting God's will done here on earth. And when Jesus went out to pray, what did he pray about? Well, he probably prayed about the direction of his ministry. He was asking the Father what he should do and where he should go next. We, we should seek him and seek his will and his direction for our lives rather than just haphazardly throwing the dice every morning. We ought to seek his will and seek his direction for our lives. But there was also a human reason for Jesus' prayers. Well, we must remember that though Jesus was God, 
He did not live his life as God apart from the Father, but rather as a man totally depending on the Father. He says the Son can't do nothing of himself. The words I say to you are not my own, Jesus said, but these are the words of the Father. That is, the Father is in complete control. I'm totally depending on God. And Jesus prayed in order to live a godly life and a life full of power. How much more do you and I need to pray and spend constant contact, stay in constant communion with the Father? Jesus is eternal God, incarnate, the creator of all, who holds everything together by his power, yet he still lived by and in prayer. That's the personal prayer. But notice his passion for prayer. The Bible says, look at, look, at verse, look at verse 35. Rising up a great while before day. When the Sabbath ended at sundown, the whole city showed up at Peter's door. Jesus had already been busy. He's had a busy day. He has just started his earthly ministry. The duties of the Sabbath have been brutal. After preaching in the synagogue, Jesus was confronted by a demon-possessed man. And Jesus cast out that demon. He leaves the synagogue to go to Peter's house for lunch. And when he arrives, he finds Peter's mother-in-law sick of a fever. Jesus heals her. And when sundown comes, he thinks he's about to get some rest and relax. But then here come the people knocking on the door. They surrounded the house. All of the people in Capernaum bring their sick and demon-possessed people so Jesus can heal them. And he does this uh, throughout the night. The Bible says that he did it way into the night. I mean, he's had a busy day, but way into the night, he is still healing people and casting out demons out of people. He does this night, he does this almost all night long. Yet late night, a late night does not prevent him from having an early morning meeting with his father. The Bible says he gets up a great while before day and went to a secluded location. We don't know exactly what time uh, Jesus went to pray, but we can guess uh, that it was somewhere between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. That's just how early he was able to get up and go pray and spend time with the Father. Now, that's hard for a whole lot of us getting up. Uh, many of us can't even get up at 8 or 9 without hitting the snooze about 5 or 6 times. But the Greek verb indicates that they kept on bringing people to him way into the very late hours of the night, but yet Jesus gets up early in the morning despite a full day of ministry. He got up the next morning very early before daybreak and went out to a solitary, uninhibited, remote place where he could spend time with the Father. Late hours. Busyness did not keep Jesus from his prayer time. Because he understood, Joseph, that prayer is valuable. And we need to get along with the, with the Father so we can focus only on him. 
He wants us to have a time where we concentrate on him. And you might be thinking, listen, listen, Pastor, I'm too busy for all that prayer stuff. Now, I admit that, that, that life can be very busy. And at times, it can be overwhelming. Would you agree? And at times, we can be breathless. We can be exhausted. But I still continue that the problem is not the amount of time that we have to pray, but we choose to do what we want to do with our own time. Is there anybody here? We, 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 we make time for what we want. We make room in our schedules for what we want to do. You give a child a plate full of vegetables and tell them they have to eat it. And they're going to say, I'm full. Move the vegetables and ask them, do you want some ice cream? Yes. Then I guess you're not full. So here, you can eat your vegetables. You see, they, they, they make room for what they want to make room for. And we do exactly the same thing as adults. I'm too busy. Do you want? I'm too busy. I'm tired. I'm, I'm exhausted. And then somebody calls you, listen, I got two tickets to the Lakers and Maverick game tonight. They are courtside. Do you want to go? Yeah, give me a few minutes and I'll be up and I'll be dressed and ready to go. Because you make time for what you want. I don't care how tired, how busy you are, you're going to make an effort to do what you really want to do and what's important to you. Like anything else, little effort will produce little results, but big effort will produce big results. Nothing should ever be allowed to crowd out our private time with God. Not, not, not tiredness, not tardiness, not treasure, regardless of the task. Nothing ought to be more important than you spending time with God. Because you're going to make time for what you want to make time for. Just like you're going to do with your whatever you want to do with your money. Oh, I wish y'all was here. Listen, so that's the passion. Let me say a word because it's a priority. Rising up a great while before day. He wanted to pray early in the morning. Yes, sir. Now the time reference that Mark uses is, is real early. I told you it's between three and four. The term pray is a verb tense that indicates prolonged prayer. This is not a two minute hit it, quit it, pray. This is not a two minute drive by prayer. I find it interesting that Jesus began his public ministry the day before and it was tired. It was draining. But yet before the sun gets up, he is up early in the morning communing with the Father. This does not mean that, 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 that you can't pray uh, at the end of the day doesn't mean you, you, you can't pray throughout the day, but, but the lesson that is taught here in this text is the priority of prayer. Prayer is not an option when it comes to the lifestyle of the believer. And, and when you pray, he says, Jesus said to the disciples, he says, when you pray. Not if you pray, but, but when you pray, pray in this manner. The, the, the question is, do you want the power of God on your life? Do, do, do you want close fellowship 
with the Lord? Do you want a closer walk with him? Do you desire to be used by him to your fullest potential? And so, then you must make prayer a priority. We, we, we need to start our days with prayer. Amen. We need to start our projects with prayer, our trips with prayer, our work day with prayer. Listen, you know you have people on your job in your office that rub you the wrong way. So before you begin your work day, you ought to take out the time and spend some time with God in prayer so he can help you to get through that day without getting fired because you want to go left on somebody. Before you take that trip, before you get family rolling out in the car, you ought to have a word of prayer. Because so many accidents that happen on these dangerous highways and people driving all crazy, you ought to take out time and ask God to watch over you and give you traveling grace and protect you and then also look out for these other drivers. You ought to have prayer before you make some major purchases in your life. I wish you were here then. And, and then maybe you wouldn't be in the situation you're in now if you would have asked God for some guidance, wisdom, and direction. Talk to him if you can. So here is Jesus. We're to understand that we need to make prayer a priority. Listen, if we started more things with prayer, we would not finish so many things with a lot of problems. Because a lot of times, we have, the, we have the knowledge, we have the finance, we have a good team, and we just figure out what to do. This is what, hey God, this is what I'm doing, and uh, here's my agenda, this is my plan, now, now here, bless it. He wanted his prayer time to be uninterrupted. 
and un it unhindered. Jesus knew that his prayer time was precious. It was private. And he wanted nothing to come between him and the Father. We can pray in any place. But to really give justice to pray. You need to be in a private place without any distractions. Now, public prayer has its place, but everyone needs a private place to engage in daily prayer. Because listen, listen, there, there's, there, there's something about this solitude place that, that is necessary for our focus. It is necessary for for our focus. You, you, you can't do justice to communion with God when the TV is on. When the kids are crying and, and yelling and griping. And you can't do it with the telephone ringing or, or vibrating and, and your spouse is trying to talk to you. You, you, you. you can't do it with the radio on. We, we've got to get along and, and you gotta get to a place where you can focus on talking to God. Because how many of you would be honest and simply admit there are times when you are praying? Prayer itself can be difficult because your mind has a tendency to wander when you are praying. If any honest people, I'll, I'll raise my hand. And sometimes stuff will pop up in your head. You got enough distractions as it is. And so I need to get alone so I can focus in and concentrate on who I'm talking to. And so I gotta get alone, and sometimes that means you got to get out. That means you may have to get out of the house. Listen, Jesus had to come out of sleep, had to come out of the house so he could have some quality, private time with the Father. When do you have to come out of? for you to have an effective prayer time with God. What is it that you have to sacrifice? Jesus sacrificed sleep. He said spending time with the Father was more important than him getting some sleep. So I've got to get to a place, a solitary place. Maybe, 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 maybe your place, you can't get it at home. Too many distractions, too, too much stuff, too, too, too many people in the house, too much noise in the house. Maybe you have to get in your car and sit in the driveway. Maybe you have to get out and go to the park and walk around the park by yourself, away from everybody else. Maybe you have to get up early in the morning before all of the busyness takes place in your own house, while everybody is still asleep and find you a place. Maybe you have to be in your car and on your way to work, pull over on the side of the road and let that become your solitary place. Maybe your private time, the only place you can find it because you're a single parent and you have two or three children and they're young children. And so maybe your quiet place is the shower. And that has to become your quiet place. And the only time you can really get alone and get away that you may have to do it in your bath time or your shower time. However, all of us need to find a place where we can focus in on talking to God and where you can pull
without any distractions, without any interruption, so you can have that communion with the Father and without anybody disturbing you. Listen, solitude is the only way to engage in prayer with intensity that it deserves. Because sometimes we don't when we're praying and there are other people around, sometimes we can get distracted and we really don't do prayer. Got to find that place. Got to find that place. Now, if you came to shout, I ain't trying to shout, John. I've done that over the years, so listen, I've come to try to help you. You got to value the private place. You have to value your prayer time. Listen, I tried to help you in the beginning. To understand that it's so important because Jesus understood his mission in talking to the Father. Because the text goes on to say that Peter followed him. Peter followed him and Peter went to tell him what Peter said. Listen, Jesus, all these people are looking for you. Man, we started something yesterday and that thing has kicked off. Man, you're the most popular thing in Capernaum. And we need to capitalize on this thing right now. Come on, Jesus, we need to go back and do some more healing and cast out some more demons, and we're going to get an even a larger crowd. But because of prayer, he was not distracted from his mission. Because of prayer, he, he didn't get caught up in what the people were trying. He didn't get caught up. He wanted them not just to want miracles, but to want the message. And there are a whole lot of times that we can get caught up in wanting the sensational and wanting miracles without desiring the word of God and the message. And Jesus understood that the son did nothing apart from the father. And therefore, he prayed to the father. And after he prayed and Peter came out to get him, he told Peter, listen, man, I've got to go to some other towns. I'm being directed to go somewhere else and do what? To preach the word that other people might get to know who the Father is. It kept him on track with his mission. And if we would spend private and quality time with God in prayer, he will keep us on track. It will keep us focused. It will keep us on our mission. Help us to realize that it's not about us. It's not about popularity. It's not about super large crowds. It's not about mega buildings. But it's about Jesus Christ, the risen and reigning redeemer who died one Friday, got up early one Sunday morning. If we would spend time in prayer with God, it would help us to stay focused. As Ty Trippett said in his song, no way. I can't even sing my song. I wouldn't even know right from wrong. Couldn't even comb my hair. Can't even look or stare. Can't even walk my walk. Not even talk my talk. Can't even tie my shoes. Can't brush my teeth. I'd be so confused. Can't even clap my hands. Can't dance my dance. I just can't do it without you. Ain't no way. Ain't no way I can do anything without him. That's why I spend time with him in prayer. Because I can't preach without him. You can't sing without him. You can't play 
without him. I don't care how gifted, how talented, you can't mind without him. You can't dance without him. You can't love your wife as Christ loved the church without him. You can't submit to your own husband without him. Children cannot obey their parents without him. You cannot honor your father and your mother without him. I need him in every area, every aspect of my life. I can't budget my money right without him. I can't order my own steps. I need him. I can't live without him. I can't love without him. I can't give without him. I can't forgive without him. I can't do anything without The priorities of the Savior. Seeking the Father. Spending time with him in prayer. In a solitude place. Get to a place where you can pull out your heart. You need to cry, you cry. You can be real when you're in that solitude place. But some of us are scared of that solitude place because God will show you you. You don't want to see the real you. But when you have the courage to get along with God, he will show you you so he can help change you and fix you and correct you and do great things in your life that you could never do. You think you got some good ideas? You ain't got nothing until you get along with God. You think you got some good dreams? You don't have nothing until you get along with God. You think you the stuff right now? Just wait till you start spending time with God. He'll make you the stuff, but yet give you a humble spirit. So you don't walk around thinking you the stuff. But spending time.
time with the Father and the Son to be raised when he confirms and talks to him and allow him to speak to you. Be with me. He will pass. I will take you through prayer. I've never heard God speak to me verbally. Come on, Pastor, word. Heard him speak to me clearly. Yeah. Uh -huh. word, uh, he speaks to you. <laughs> I hear you, God. I hear you. God speaks to us through his word. You're waiting for a voice to come up behind you, sounding like the Charles of Destiny. <laughs> You're in trouble. With a loud, thundering, deep voice. That's TV. Speak up his word. Matter of fact, we'll take this to a quiet place. Open it. Read it. God, give me understanding. As I'm about to read your word. God, I can't read it. I can't understand it. Extended invitation, church membership, prayer. 